Broadcasting live across Edinburgh, throughout Scotland and around the world. This is freshair.org.uk. Love music? We've got your playlist. Love art? We've got your must-see and your reading list. Love sport? We've got the score, whatever your field. Love to be in the know? We've got news for you. Love radio? Love freshair.org.uk. Interviews with the stars. Hi, this is Nina Nesbitt, and you're listening to Fresh Air. This is Nina Queens. It's a pleasure. Online and on the TuneIn Radio app. For live listening, playback, and podcast. For whenever. Yes. Club nights with the best new DJs. Yes, this is Get up with breakfast. Get smart with the team shows. Get curious with the niche. Get ready for a showstopper. On freshair.org.uk. This is Edinburgh Student Radio Station. I would listen to this. This is Fresh Air!
Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Pop X Pop. This is the only show on Fresh Air you need to listen to if you want to know about all all of the cool um, underground kind of alternative pop and pop adjacent stuff that's coming out. We mainly focus on PC music adjacent stuff and uh, hyper pop as Spotify likes to call it. And in this episode, since it's Black History Month, I'll be doing my best to spotlight all of the amazing uh, black artists that have been producing some amazing pop stuff. Some of this is also uh, hip-hop. We've got some uh, grime as well. So it's something different for the show, but definitely stick around because we've got some really, really impressive artists um, to show you today. The song you just heard, that was from Brie Runway. That was the song, What Do I Tell My Friends? That was her second... Um, single that she's released officially. She had two EPs out um, in 2015 and 2016 and those were released on SoundCloud. But And then she came out with Butterfly and then What Do I Tell My Friends? So the reason I chose to uh, put this song on is because this was the first one of hers that really uh, kind of blew up. It was the first music video to get uh, over 100,000 views, and at the moment it's sitting at 820,000 views, so it's quite close to breaking a million actually. Um, and I definitely recommend checking out the music video as well, because I'm not going to spoil uh, what the subject material is, but it definitely adds a totally new layer to the song that you might not think about or pick up on without watching it. And it was just really, really impressive when I first watched it, I thought. Um, other things she's done... She did the, she did a verse for Rina Sawayama on the XS remix. Obviously, XS really blew up. Um, once the music video came out earlier this year, then there were rumors for a while. They were really quite, uh, heavily teasing that Braid Runway was going to be on the remix, for ages and ages and ages. To be honest, <laughs> um, it was quite funny seeing her on Twitter afterwards, trying to like cover up, <laughs> that she had, like. She tweeted out, like, oh me, oh my, which um, is one of the main sort of, like, hooks in excess, but it's also quite famous for being in a Slater song as well. And it was funny that she tried to pass off, like, oh no, I was speaking about Slater, but we all knew it was the excess remix. Um, and her verse on that remix is really, really good, so definitely recommend checking that out as well as her solo stuff um, after the show. Brie Runway is mostly known for doing like rap kind of stuff. So I suppose What Do I Tell My Friends is quite different from usual. But next up we have got a genuine a genuine rapper with Megan Thee Stallion who is absolutely just like killing it right now. She seems to take over everyone's minds last summer. Just like nobody could stop speaking about her last summer when she came out with Hot Girl Summer. No, that was like Anywhere you looked on like Twitter last year, you were seeing stuff about Hot Girl Summer. Either people like loving it, a lot of like boys just hating on it for some stupid reason. But she really hasn't dropped the ball since then, uh, as far as I can tell. So then she came out with Sugar, the EP, earlier this year. And on that was 
a song you might have heard called Savage. It kind of like took over TikTok by storm after uh, the dance went viral. And it even, you know, got into the ears and hands of the one and only Beyonce, who like apparently <laughs> demanded that Megan uh, work with her on a remix with it. So I, yeah, like I just I love Megan this audience so much at the moment, and she completely deserves to have this like Beyonce feature, like so early in her career. It's like completely completely deserved. And, like, what a thing it is to have, like, Beyonce feature on your song and the other way around. Like, that just must be... That must just feel so special. But since uh, since then, she's hardly let up this success, to be honest. She came out with Girls in the Hood, which didn't reach, like, the same kind of viral heights of Savage. But I still really, really enjoyed it. And obviously, she's on WAP with... Cardi B at the moment, which is another internet sensation that's just completely, completely taken over. Um, and I do, I do really like WAP. Um, it's not on the show today because trying to radio edit that, I think, is a lost cause. And you might as well not even be listening to the same song anymore. But my thoughts on WAP, I'll shortly say that I really don't like how it's been turned into a meme by some people. I think that is just like totally disrespectful like just the fact that it's two black women um so openly and directly uh, speaking about their sexuality for some reason people seem to think that's like funny or absurd even though men have been making music showing off their sexual prowess for like decades now but you know at the moment like two black women do it suddenly it's like it just like can't keep themselves together and i was like try and make fun of it so whenever I see memes or like people trying to like jokingly do the dance or just like I don't know I really don't like the memification of WAP to be honest it's just like appreciate the song for what it is you know like engage with it like seriously because it deserves to be taken seriously because you know Megan is a really good rapper and writer it deserves to be taken seriously, even though for some reason people seem to think the subject matter is just totally absurd. But, you know, that's a bit of a bum note to transition into the next song on. So I'll just remind everyone that this next song I'm going to play, this is the Savage remix with uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. And again, I really just want to congratulate uh, Megan for getting this feature. And even just like complete the way it completely transforms the song from what it originally was, you know, it's not just like um, some other remixes that came out um, over the summer that was just sort of like the exact same song, but like slid in it, slid in one new verse. This is like a completely rearranged version of the song that just like melds the two of them together like so amazingly. And I know Beyonce isn't even that well known for rapping. But she does really, really well on this song. And like some of the rhymes uh, and the switch up of the flows, it's just really, really impressive for me. Like I'm not really a hip hop uh, kind of person, but like I just really, really, really love this song. So I'm sure you're all familiar with this song anyway, but it never hurts to listen to it again. So coming up for you now, we've got the 
Savage Remix featuring Beyonce. He say the way that thing move is a movie. I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key. How them bled the block and now it's high, high the tune G. I'm mood and I'm moody. I'm a savage. Okay. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Okay. Sassy, moody, hey. nasty. Hey. Yeah. Acting stupid, what was happening? What was happening? I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Start her only fans. Big B and that B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real, baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop a load and swing. Texas up in this thing, put you up on this gang. I be parking my friend. Gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. Can't argue with these lazy basics. I just raise my price. I'm a boss. I'm a leader. I pull up in my two-seater. And my mama was a savage. Look, I got this here from Tina. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid. What's happening? What's happening? I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid. with the knees he be like damn how that thing moving in the jeans I even D4L couldn't do it like me like me
and that was the Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. That was the clean version. Uh, some of the switched up lyrics I really love, like, uh, I can't argue with these lazy basics, I just raised my price. <laughs> the idea of lazy basics uh, is so funny to me. I'm quite topical speaking about Beyonce, she has signed Chloe and Holly Bailey to her uh, record label. And we did speak about Chloe and Holly last week, but in my opinion, there's never enough Chloe and Holly talk to go around. So we're going to play some more Chloe and Holly today. We're going to play Ungodly Hour, which is a title track from the album that came out in June, Ungodly Hour. Um, first and foremost, I would like to recommend that you check out the VMA's performance of this song. It is absolutely out of this world. Um the fashion just like the vocals the rearrangements is just all amazing and uh, they really sort of like kind of nailed like this kind of like matrix aesthetic for some of the music videos and stuff especially do it had the big sort of like matrix vibe and the sort of like silver robotic futuristic look in their vma's performance kind of gives me a similar style for some reason but yeah they're just like it's a very very amazing performance very worth checking out and i was speaking last week that a lot of the album has been like written and produced by them like themselves so some of the songs that were um kind of completely done by them as baby girl um which i uh, another amazing one tipsy which is also amazing um, Overwhelmed, which is a really, really like beautiful piano interlude that happens, like breaks up the two halves. Which was it's like really short and like I guess a lot of people don't like count interludes as like proper tracks. But that was like one of my highlights the first time that I listened to it, so definitely I don't skip it when it comes on. And I wonder what she thinks of me. I was actually I didn't know that had been um written and produced by them before looking it up just now but this isn't like put them down in any way but it sounded like one of the songs that would have been like uh had some kind of like outside help just because it was like so like so good and obviously like these people Chloe and Holly aren't like trained uh, writers and producers like per se it's not like their main uh career so I was really really impressed to find out that that was come done by them and also R-O-Y-L which is a song I played last week was also done uh, completely by them and then I went back to their uh, first album The Kids Are All Right to see what the writing credits looked like on that song and they also did like loads of um, writing and producing on that song as well uh, there weren't as many ones that were like just written and produced by them but their names are like in uh, the writing and producer credits for a lot of them um, so I think like they definitely deserve praise for like their many many talents um, with writing and producing and singing and dancing and you know playing guitar and stuff like that like um they definitely deserve like all the success that they're getting and they deserve like even more than what they've got to be honest but if you want to hear more about what i said about uh, chloe and holly then you can listen to last week's episode which is now on spotify if you look up fresh air radio then it should, uh, PopX Pop should appear in the search. And then you can go there and you'll be able to listen to episode one and hear some more about what I thought of the album. 
But without further ado, let's get into these amazing, amazing vocals with Ungodly Hour. Hit me with your eyes. I ain't ever seen that kind of view. You walking over here. The way that it went down last when I knew. We'd be talking all night. But I can tell you need to work on you, you, you. Oh, 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 
definitely one of my picks for song of the year and album of the year. They're just like my everything of the year this year. Uh, if, you, if I haven't already convinced you to go and listen to the album, then I don't know what else I can really do other other than play uh, more songs every single week, which I might do, to be honest. That's a very good idea now that I've said it. Or if you have listened to the album and then you've now listened to The Kids Are Alright afterwards because you like them so much and you just want more Chloe and Holly, then they have got loads and loads of performances on their Instagram TV I think you can go back through some of the archives and stuff and check them out. And also their uh, Tea Time Thursday streams that they do are also really, really funny. And you really get to see just sort of like how hardworking, but also just like how funny, (laughs) how funny they are. They're absolutely hilarious girls. But moving away from Chloe X Holly now, we have got Namasenda, who is... um, this is like this is like proper PC music stuff. You know, this show is supposed to be all about PC music, so we've actually got a legitimate PC music signing uh, right now. Because I, a lot of the time, I use PC music as like a genre name because I prefer using that more than hyperpop. Which some people seem to get annoyed when I, people call things PC music if it's not labeled under PC music. But I can legitimately say that now Asenda is one hundred percent PC music. Uh, she's our first uh, black, uh, black person on the label, and she is from Sweden. And we've got another Swedish person coming up later, so you might be able to guess who it is. But they've never been on the show before, and neither has Namasenda, unfortunately. I don't think. But you know, the first time for everything, and that's now. And I promise this won't be the last time either of them are on because their music deserves, uh, to be to be heard and listened to. So the thing about Namasenda for me is like, for one, she fits like so effortlessly into like the PC music sound, but she kind of leans more into kind of like a vocaloid uh, kind of sound. Some of it reminds me of like, of the like chipmunk um, stuff that was in like scooter songs, but it's also quite sort of like Hatsune Miku-ish, but not completely. But it definitely leans more into that kind of like um, and vaguely, like, chipmunk vocal production kind of stuff. But, so the song I'm going to be playing is Dare, which is her, I think it's her newest uh, single. It came out over the summer in two versions, Dare AM and Dare PM. Uh, both of them were really, really good and quite distinct from each other, to be honest. I think I do prefer PM version but I'm going to play AM anyway, because it's also very, very good. But some of the earlier stuff that she did before now, uh, Donuts is my pick if you want some more uh, some more Namasenda after this. Uh, it's just really, really catchy. It kind of has the perfect mix of, like, danceability and, like, I don't know if there's a word, but, like, vibe-ability. Like, the ability, the ability to vibe. <laughs> while listening to it. Like vibe is quite a ill defined word on the internet these days, but everyone kinda just knows what a vibe is and how to vibe to something, I think. And the song Donuts actually it reminds me a lot of um Prom Night, which had uh Bianca Raquel on vocals, who was another black singer. 
I was trying to find more about Bianca Raquel, but I just couldn't find like anything about her other than the fact that she did Prom Night with Hannah Managuchi. And she seems to have been on uh, the soundtracks, one of the step-up films, which I've never seen. But yeah, you can definitely expect more Namasenda on the show going forward. You know, this song, she says, call me if you dare, I would say, listen to her if you dare, because, you know, you're going to have it stuck in your head for days and days and days afterwards. So if you if you don't want to deal with that, then you can turn away now. But you'll be missing out on some prime, prime pop music. Just thinking right there that the outro to that song would make for like an amazing alarm. Maybe that's why it's called the AM version. And the PM version is kind of like it it's almost like a nightcore kind of version of the song, but not exactly. Uh, so that is um Namasenda, who is one hundred percent officially PC music. Uh, next up we're gonna be speaking about that kid. 
who is not signed by PC Music, but in my opinion, his music is like the ultimate like encapsulation of what I imagine like the hyper pop sort of like classic PC music sound to be, to be honest. He came out with his first mixtape called Crush earlier this year. So the song we're going to be playing comes from that. Um, we're going to be playing uh, Kiss Me Through the Phone, his cover of Kiss Me Through the Phone. I love it so much. He really like completely makes it his own and I prefer it more than the original version, to be honest. He like... Uh, that kid, he really sort of like leans into the, like that classic sort of like sickly sweet and like plastic popping, plastic smashing sound that um, I kind of associate with a lot of early PC music and sort of like the classic PC music style. But it's kind of got like its own twist on it as well because he like does a lot of rapping over it, which... Uh, most PC music uh, signed people weren't doing back then. Uh, the mix of like rapping and singing was definitely unique for that kind of stuff. So even though he's only got like one full-length project, he's got loads and loads of singles. And I think he's got about possibly 12, I want to say. And he's got loads and loads of collaborations with other artists as well. And he's done all this in just, like, two years. He's put out so much stuff. And he's, like, really made his mark on, like, hyper-pop scene already. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does um, from now on. I can't like to see, like, an expansion. Or, like, I don't know. Like, a cinematic version of his music. With, like, a really, really high budget. And see what he can uh, crank out. Because Crush is really impressive, and a lot of his music is, like I've said, that kind of like classic hyper pop sound. But I'd really love to see like how we can like evolve from there, but still kind of like keep the same kind of like heart to his music, but just like bump with the production and do like some amazing stuff that like nobody's like ever heard of before. I think he often might go overlooked as like how important he is to, like, the development of the scene and the music compared to maybe some people like Hannah Diamond or Sophie or Kim Petras. But for me, I, like, think he is, like, really, really um, important and definitely uh, one to be remembered once uh, PC music becomes the world-dominating art form that it deserves to be. So... While we're waiting for that to happen, let's listen to Kiss Me Through the Phone. Like me, the thing you've 
like me that kid gonna tell him yeah boy got some shows so i gotta go i'll miss you by my side so text me call me i need you in my life yeah all day every day i need you and every time i see you my feelings get deeper i miss you i miss you i really wanna kiss you but i can't was That Kid with Kiss Me Through the Phone. I just never, ever, I never tire of listening to that cover. It just pumps me up every single time. And I love, like, one of the best hooks in the song is just, like, him repeating his name over and over again, which I thought was, like, really creative, actually, quite a creative tag for the song. But next up, we've got uh, Normani, who is seems to have disappeared somewhat over like the last year or so and we're going to be playing Motivation because unfortunately that's still the only song of hers that we have. She featured in the WAP music video which nobody seemed to <laughs> know about but until it happened. So still no new music from her though which is slightly worrying because it is definitely not uncommon or unheard of for uh, women in the music industry to be like uh, kind of screwed over by exploitative contracts and stuff and I really wouldn't like that to have happened to Normani like already like after she's finally been able to like start doing solo stuff I really hate that to uh, happen to her because everyone is like everyone is still really looking forward to when her new music comes out and 
I'm fully confident that whenever it comes out, uh, the people will still be there to listen to it. But, you know, it is a worry and definitely a disappointment to think that something like that might be uh, going on and we don't know about it and can't do anything about it. But she hasn't disappeared from public view completely. Uh, she's been doing a lot of modelling and I think she's actually one of the Savage Fenty ambassadors. But if there's anything like I've learned from being a Lady Gaga fan and being like around other Lady Gaga fans is that uh, it's very little patience sometimes for like any kind of career path outside of music. So she's, I think she will have to tell fans something soon about whether new music is coming or not. And I really hope it is, but if she has decided to, like, uh, stop doing it for whatever reason, and that's, like, her choice, then, you know, I completely respect that. She can do whatever she wants, and I'll be happy that at least we got motivation. But, yeah, hopefully she comes out with an album or another single sometime soon. Maybe COVID's just, like, got in the way of the release schedule and stuff, which is also equally possible. But yeah, it's a shame because um, I played uh, Motivation quite a lot last year expecting something to happen with it and now I'm still playing Motivation expecting something to happen with it. But yeah, I'll keep the dream alive for the Normani album. I'm sure it'll be the album of the year, whatever year it comes out in. I'ma break you off, let me be your motivation to stay and give it tonight. Baby, turn around, let me give you innovation. Yeah, cause I do it so right.
was Motivation by Normani. Hopefully we get some new music or just any kind of news about what potentially might be going on with her music wise soon. Fingers crossed that we get that. I'm really, really hoping for it. But next up, we're going back to Sweden. Um, I don't know if I've got any drainers in the in the listening audience, but we've got part of the drain gang coming up next. We've got Echo 2K. My only real experience with the drain gang outside of Echo 2K is Blade, since he did a few, or he did a remix of Hannah Diamond's Love Goes On. And if you've listened to the show before, you'll know how much I love Hannah Diamond. So, of course, I would know who Blade is. And not to mention the fact that one of my friends really likes Blade and Echo 2K as well. He's even got a photo with Echo 2K that he sent me a while ago. Which is quite funny because I showed him a photo of me with Hannah Diamond. Then about a week later, he shows me a photo of him with Echo 2K. <laughs> so, that was quite funny. Um, But yeah, he did a lot of collab stuff with the Drain Gang um, from 2016 up until 2019, and then he came out with E, his first solo album, and it is just divine to listen to. It has such like an airy, floaty, and like almost mystical quality to it that you just don't really get from a lot of music that's sort of like adjacent to hyperpop and PC music. I think if you're looking for a different kind of experience from, you know, pop music, this isn't even necessarily pop, although it kind of borrows elements from it. But I think E will definitely sort of like fill in a hole in your heart that you didn't even know was there. Because sometimes I get just like, the bangers can only sustain you for so long, you know? Sometimes you need a bit more, um, not substance, but a bit more like sentimentality, which I think this album delivers on 100%. So some of the tracks I would recommend is the opening track and also Peroxide, which I'm going to force you to listen to um, in a couple of minutes once we get to it. Um, It's just like, hopefully you'll be able to see from Peroxide's just the quality of the album and the special kind of feeling that it gives you. But he's not like finished with this kind of style either. He's got a new single out called Pollen, which I'm also very much in love with. This is one of my favorite tracks of his as well. Uh, Mainly because he decides to use guitar on it. And as a guitar player myself, I very much appreciate that. And it's also just a kind of like, underutilized instrument in this kind of space, I feel like. And he's kind of like carving out this kind of style by himself, to be honest. But yeah, the mix of guitar and the auto-tune, like, he really knows how to do, like, falsetto well, and just sometimes falsetto can be quite um, unpleasant. If you think about some of Mika's early stuff, it can be a bit overbearing if you're not, like, totally into it but it really really works with echo 2k so it's sad that the single is so short but i really do hope that he continues exploring like this kind of sound because it is a very unique uh, style and music that we're very much in need of more of so 
I will leave you to check out pollen in your own time, but for now, let's get ahead with peroxide. So yeah, that was Peroxide from Echo 2K. Um, hopefully you felt the magic that I uh, feel from that song. And if you did, check out the album because it is full of that kind of amazing feeling. You know, just that kind of like wave that like washes over you and makes you like feel at peace. That's kind of what I feel when I listen to Echo 2K. And finally, we're coming to the end of the show. And potentially this is the artist I am most excited to speak about because she is really like uh, blown me away since I found out about her. 
And I only uh, found about her through Sophie. Uh, she did the Heaven Suspended live stream uh, back in summer. And there's a little bit of a collaboration going on between them. And the artist we're speaking about is Shy Girl. And I'm just like so fascinated. It's like grime, but a lot of it has got this like completely insane production from Sega Bodega. And as overbearing like as the production would be on any other song or any other like artist's work, like Shy Girls is completely able to like command it and like control it, which is like really impressive uh, to me. So in a similar way to Echo 2K, but also not really at all, it's a completely different kind of avenue for like this kind of PC music production style. So where Echo 2K kind of like decides to make it more, like takes aspects of it and tries to find out how to like make it kind of relaxing while also, you know, still feeling like uh, hyperpop kind of stuff. Um, for uh, Shy Girl, it's kind of the opposite. It's like almost like the most extreme kind of instrumentals you could find anywhere in like any kind of PC music song. But then she's got this like really like straight. It's not deadpan because like she's still like emotes and inflects, but it's very sort of like straight delivery of the lines. And it's just like she completely like dominates over everything. She's like the most powerful part of all the tracks. So the song of hers I'm going to play is called Buttes, which actually isn't that much like what I've described her sound to be like. Um, if you've, if you want to listen to her more like traditional kind of sound, then listen to her EP called Cruel Practice. But it's really what to show like how, even though she can't do this amazing kind of stuff and command over this really like terrifying kind of wall of instruments she is also able to like keep your attention with like even like very simple narration and kind of like very peaceful uh, production as well she's like very very talented artist i can't wait to see what more comes of her Uh, a lot of her stuff is sadly not very radio friendly so I'm not sure how much I'll be able to play, but I'll try as hard as possible to have more Shy Girl on the show from now on. Um, definitely one of my highlights of artists that I picked up over the summer. So to round us off tonight, this is Shy Girl with Buttes.
Come, you see, come, you see, come, you see, come, you see, come.